Climbers, there are some things in life that must be non-negotiable. For some of you, it's family, religion, sports, etc. But what are your non-negotiables exactly? When it comes to your career, we're going to talk about non-negotiable today. Sounds good. Welcome to the climb. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you are going to need. Absolutely non-negotiable. Leverage is what you're going to need to succeed in your dream here. That's why we called it The Climb. C-L-I-M-B. Creating leverage in the music business. The the is not capitalized because it's not in there with the T. (laughs) (laughs) It's a backstronym from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Got a couple number ones in the last 24 months in Southern Gospel, so the train is still on the tracks, people. (laughs) And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you're going to write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then at the end of it all, when you get your game together, you need to have relationships with the pros. He helps with that, too. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S. There is no S because there is no other Johnny D. There's a lot of people thankful for that, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, well, you know. <laughs> and Janelle has the, the market cornered on Johnny B's. She has the market cornered. That's right. Every day she questions herself. What the <laughs> hell was I thinking? She's like, do I have the market cornered or am I cornered? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, you'll be proud of me. I um not... Listen, I can I, I can get by as a handyman, like a, a, like a mild, like a very low entry level okay. handyman. But usually mm-hmm. I'm going to get someone else or not a do-it-yourselfer. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you move in with your girl, there's like lots of stuff you got to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's lots of stuff that needs to be done. So last night, you'll be proud of me. I installed my first of three flatties successfully. Your first of three what? Flatties, flat screens. Oh, okay. Like hanging it up on the wall. Yeah, like hanging up on the wall. Nice. And stuff like to find it. I got a stud finder. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and, and I got, how many jokes did you? Do? Oh, I found me. I, I know a lot of that. That just came out right away because I'm that cheesy. Of course. I'm that cheesy. Of course. It's required. Step one. And she's still she's still stuck with me, which is brilliant. After that, she just should have packed up and left. <laughs> she was like, "Okay, I was waiting for you to do that. Now I'm out. I'm gone." <laughs> oh, that's it. I knew it was coming. Yeah. Anyway, man. Yeah. So it's super fun, dude. Getting all this stuff together. I mean, I will say that today, the room that I am doing the podcast in, we had to rearrange some stuff to make a path to the table <laughs> to put my computer because it's still just chaos you know what i mean like which is there's yeah. no way around it. the only way out is through on the chaos exactly yes and we're both working real hard to to get that done so well that's well that's awesome my parents just moved to town here they just moved they downsized and they just moved here and so i'm getting more and more stuff from them so they text me this morning hey we have like a little mini fridge freezer you know maybe something for your office you curious i'm like you have my attention yeah so 
I have couch out here. So I have a little outbuilding just right beside the house. So Emily, my birthday's coming up. She got me a little one cup coffee brewer out here. I can do tea at night or something like that if I'm working out here. And, nice. And I'm going to have a little fridge. Emily got I'm that like, for you. I love that. I love that she got yes. this. And I'm just like, I'm just, I think I'm slowly being moved out here. Although <laughs> I'm just one step closer to not having to come back in. Like all the band equipment came out of here. So my kids band air quotes breakfast for dinner is uh, all the equipment. got that moved out here. Got my workout equipment moved out here. The treadmill, the weight bench, all that stuff. So it's all crammed out here. I'm like, I think I'm getting moved out. I'm not sure. Either she loves me a lot or not at all. It's a perfect, uh, no, dude, that's a, that's a perfect hustle. That is brilliant. You're like, look, I'm, I'm just going to be busy. I'll be, it's a perfect man cave. Yeah. And I remember when the wall behind you, the wall of shame behind you. Oh yes. Was studs. Exactly. I did not need the stud finder because it was bare wall. Bare wall. So yes. So it's, it's come a long way. Bare wall. So what do we got today? We got non-negotiables, non-negotiable, bro. Non-negotiable. We are going to dig into non. I'm going to make people do some thinking Uh today. And then in my show prep for this show, I created my next show. And we're going to to talk about that. I'm just going to blow just a little little teaser on that. Mm -hmm. We're going to go deep into failure. Oh, I found a great. I can go deep on that article on failure and i mean just reading it to my damn self i'm like i got the chill bumps you know what i mean so i'm like well if i'm getting them you're gonna get them so we're gonna cover that on the next episode i don't need an article on failure i call it my autobiography (laughs) (laughs) well i tell you what let's do the opposite of failure right now let's talk about the climb community we want you to join facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the climb community you have to ask to be let in we let everybody in and then you have to do the right thing which is pretty easy there's just three rules i think essentially (laughs) don't be a jerk yes number one number two we want you to brag about everything you want to brag about your gigs about your wins about your your new music that's coming Mm -hmm. out all that stuff we want to hear about it all but we have a place for you to put it so because there's only three rules and they're really easy the people who spam and just like spray and pray in this community, mm-hmm. really, I'm getting very close to just having a like zero tolerance rule and not even <laughs> yeah. giving a warning because clearly they're just not interested at all in adding value to the mm-hmm. group. They're just like, oh, here's a bunch of like, and I don't know why you would think like, here's a bunch of musicians. These are my people. They'll buy my crap and come to my show. Right. It's like asking a bunch of freaking construction workers to take time off of their job to come and, and watch you pound nails. Right. Why the hell would they do that? They're, they, got their, they know what they're doing, too. They're busy working on their thing. These are contemporaries. These are your peers. These are people that you can bounce ideas off of. This is not a sales audience. This is B2B, baby, not B2C. That's right. Pull your head out of your keister. So speaking of some wins, let's get to wins. Tell me about Wednesday wins. So every Wednesday, thankfully that now that Ren is on it, or it's Wednesday, we make sure that we have the new heights. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Yes. (laughs) Make sure we have the new heights post queued up and ready to drop. And it's Thank you, Ren. Yes. Thank you, Ren over there. He's he's working on something right now. His headphones on. But it's where we encourage you to share your wins with the group so we can celebrate with you. It's your chance to humble brag or even not humble brag, just straight up brag, whatever, because it's not it's not spam, it's jam, because we ask for it. And so then just share a couple with you. Bill O'Hanlon 
says, got a sync placement the other day on an indie movie with my co-writers, Lucy LeBlanc and Paul DeMarco. Got referred. Yes. So Those guys are placement. like a machine. They, they are pumping it out. I'm so proud of them. Yes. So, uh, got referred to a high-level contact at NSAI for a publishing deal possibility based on the song that knocked them out. So good week so far. So good job. And of course, you got to have several people like Randy Maynard, Brad Hacker, you know, congratulating them because that's what happens in the community. You make community, you, you talk to people and you connect and good stuff happens. Speaking of Randy Maynard, he says we have four CCM cuts on a five song EP, Warner Records artist. Oh, good for him. And let's see, with Maynard, Burks, and Gurdian, I'm not sure how to pronounce the last name, and others, which releases soon. A cut with Avenue on their upcoming album. So Maynard Burks. Yeah, congrats on that. Congrats yes. on that. Look, I, four cuts on a five-song EP. That's strong, right, with the artie. It's 80% coverage right there. That's, 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 that's epic. I don't care who you are. That that's is hard to beat. Epic, man. That's hard yes. to beat, dude. That's a, that's a vulgar display of prowess. Everybody drink. <laughs> Everybody right. drink. Everybody drink. <laughs> and it's not done. Got a stronghold with the Southern Gospel Group for an upcoming project, and I'm actually a writer on that song as well. Oh, good. Had first two songs forwarded to Taxi with amazing reviews. Big shout out to Bill O'Hanlon for taking the time to chat with me a few months back and turning us on to Taxi. So, hey, look at that. Bill O'Hanlon and community. Look at that. Climber, Bill O'Hanlon helping out other people in the community. First of all, I know Bill pretty well. Anytime you talk to people that you don't know, know Bill Hanlon, then you find out that they know Bill Hanlon. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing out of their mouth. I love that guy. Like he just wants to help everybody else. And it's like the more people Bill O'Hanlon helps, it's strangely enough, the more he helps himself. It's that's how it works. It is the perfect freaking recipe. That's how it works. He's a gold star for a group. He's a gold star. Because you think like somebody like Randy or anybody else who like Bill helps out won't be that much more likely to help him out if they get a chance. It's that whole no like and trust thing, right? Right. They help you out. Oh, my goodness. I like them because they help me. I know them. Otherwise, they couldn't help me. Or it helps me get to know them better. And I start to trust them because they've they've come through in the pinch and helped me out before. That's right. So it's a great way to, to build that stuff. So those are just a couple of the wins on this wins I day. love that. I, I got a couple wins. Oh, share away. And I have to put them in the group. I failed to put them in those mm. sections. But so number one. I like so uh, like I had a, a meeting with like my first like big label. Not it's not a major label, but it's mm -hmm. a huge label called okay. Black River. Like great, they, they oh, have yeah. like Kelsey Ballerini. They've got they got a new artist named Josiah Siska. Josiah Siska, yeah. Who's that record is ridiculously cool, man. Oh. Like he's this kid's like the real real deal. Like this is not a. This is not in any way, shape, or form like a Tent and Pony show, man. This guy's like good, mm -hmm. like really, really good. These songs. I've been are pitching amazing. songs for that project. I've been trying to get on there. I've been, I've been circling. Have you? I've been circling. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, one of the you had a couple, guys. Have you had a couple that, bites? So. Like the bobber go up and down. Yeah, yeah the bobber jumps up and down, and we're just trying to nail it home. You know how it is with any project. It's just got to be just the right thing at the right time, saying the right thing that they haven't quite said yet, and all those little things and so, well, so you this, just, you this know, hasn't manifested shots. itself in anything else more than like a meeting at this point but i met with doug johnson mm -hmm. who's the head of a and r over there mm -hmm. who also wrote three wooden crosses mm -hmm. God, what was the other big one that he wrote i mean he's got a he, he got a, a list of my long but yeah i don't know he's written a bunch of stuff that's obviously one of the biggies yeah it's it's i mean and he's such a sweet dude such a sweet guy and you, this is this is a this is a company that does 
a whole lot of anything they want to because they have that kind of budget. And mm-hmm. so they behave just in every way, shape, or form as a major label. So that's exciting. And, and Josiah was specifically the project we talked about. Mm-hmm. So that, that may turn into a second meeting. I hope that it does, yeah. knock, on, knock on wood. And also my artist, Josh Roy, from Arizona, I'm producing his EP this coming September, like first week in September, so 6th through the through the ninth, and I got Zach Allen, my my boy Zach Allen, my yeah. engineer, like three, you know, tr- thrice Grammy winner, uh, <laughs> his vulgar display of prowess there, and him and I are working diligently on getting that together. So Josh has investors. We had a bunch of investors lined up. About fifty percent of them came through. We were supposed to have like a hundred thousand dollar budget for the promotion on this, mm-hmm. and we got like half of that. Mm-hmm. And then I just got a call yesterday from his manager Dennis, and we had some other investors that Dennis was working on who have now come through, transferred the money, and we've got over six, like we got over a hundred grand to promote this project with. So nice, super, super exciting. And Josh is like an amazing voice too, just the real deal making a living doing it already. So we're just going to take what he's doing and the kind of excitement he can create to get people to come off this kind of money and make it bigger. That's awesome. You should definitely buy some advertising on the climb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think $100,000 advertising. <laughs> on the climb would be great. Because <laughs> all the people in the climb want to buy his stuff. Right? Exactly. <laughs> what did I just say before? Oh, my God. Follow the podcast. And tell a friend about it. That's really the big thing. And I see a lot of that happening. Like lately, I'm seeing a lot of people that have been called to join. I can't, I don't know what they call it, but they like, they can, they can refer a friend or something like in yeah, like, yeah. the climb community. Invited by someone. They're invited. Yeah, they're invited. Yeah. That's the word. I see a lot of that going on. And we're grateful for that. And you know yeah. what? I think those people will be grateful too once they at least get a test. And, and just quick little side note, rather than, Maybe just the broadness of the whole podcast. Maybe pick like a specific episode and be like, hey, just check out this one episode mm-hmm. and tell me what you think because you think it'll resonate with them because it might be a, on a specific subject matter that you feel they might need to hear. And then that would probably be the crowbar to get them in to mm-hmm. becoming fans. So Brent yes. and Climbers, here's the, here's the deal. What if your success was non-negotiable? What if? And what do I mean by non-negotiable exactly? It means that thing that you want to do, artist, songwriter, you're going to make it no matter what, no matter how many times you fail. Mm -hmm. So think about that in terms of something that I can't speak intelligently on, which is being a parent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. That's non-negotiable, right? Yeah. If you're a parent, and and I don't know, there's there's not one parent on this planet from any culture that has a perfect record. Right. In fact, there's probably a lot more failures than there are successes, but the care, the love, the willingness to play fair and all that turns into mm-hmm. creating cool humans that add mm-hmm. value to society. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you don't have a choice on that, do you? No. You're going, you have to make it work <laughs> no matter how many times you fail. That's what I mean by non-negotiable. Yeah. My kids are my kids, and uh, as I've asked Emily a time or two, am I too old to run away from home? The answer is yes, I'm too old to run away from home. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> that. 
<laughs> you're too old, but you're not too old to talk your kids into running away from home. <laughs> you can talk to them. You can be like, hey, this is a step up from telling them to go play in traffic. Right, yeah. It's like, you know what? Like, you should run away from home. Life is better out there. The grass is greener. Like, <laughs> at least for a couple of weeks. Just give us a break. Right. <laughs> I think for most wannabe artists, and I said that, wannabe, their success is negotiable. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. You will fail. Of course you're going to oh, yeah. fail. Mm -hmm. And your success is negotiable. So it's like they, they negotiate every day with themselves. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy, and I think a lot of people are going to relate to this, is that so many artists, and again, I, when I say artists, I, it, it's just in terms of brevity. It's not artists and songwriters. Songwriters are artists to me, okay? Yeah. So whether you're doing the artist thing, I realize there's a distinction in the music industry. You're still a craftsman. That's the deal. But I think so many artists are, are not even arguing on the side of themselves during the conversation they're having in their head. Mm -hmm. They're not advocating for themselves. <laughs> they're they're self-sabotaging instead, right? Yeah. They're finding other things to do to create, quote unquote, life situations which occupy their time from doing mm -hmm. whatever they're supposed to be doing to succeed more at being an artist. Stephen Pressfield will call that the resistance. The resistance, yeah. yeah. Some of the artists sometimes, well, I just suck at social media. Oh, uh, wow. That is just like to... to to the tune of our last episode, my last episode, Brent, you mm. summed it up a different way. That's like, well, listen, I want to be Eddie Van Halen on guitar and that's what I want to do, but I suck at guitar. <laughs> right. That's the only thing in my way. Like, okay. So yeah, I want to be a, a plumber, but I suck at it, but you still go forth and try to be a plumber. Mm -hmm. You know, do the world a favor, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is part of the gig. Yes. Mastering social media, mastering paid digital promotion, right? Mastering promo in a way that makes sense to you. There, there's a way to do it. You can't start with, I think promo's icky. Mm -hmm. You can say, I think this particular kind of promo's icky. So well, how else can we promote, right? Man, I, uh, just to interject for a second, basketball season is, is, well, the Hogs just finished up a European tour at the time of this recording, so exhibition games and stuff. And so I've been thinking about basketball a little bit more. And the guys that want to go pro, you know, the NBA, there are certain things you have to be able to do depending on your position. Yeah. Like if you're a big man, if you can work on everything from more than five feet away from the basket, a mid-range, long-range jumpers, that can make a huge difference in your value in the NBA. So if you're not just in the low post or whatever, yeah. you're not just a shot blocker, not just a dunker, if you can move that game out more or work on your defense. And so you hear these guys that are about these guys that are phenomenal athletes. They're D1 basketball players. They're no slouches. And they have some particular skill sets that are really highly advanced. But it's like, yeah, man, they're really good at college level. If they want to go pro, they got to work on these couple things of their game. Yeah. And a lot of them that eventually become successful work hard at what they're not good at because they know it takes all these things to make it in the majors, to make it in the, in the league. Yeah. And so I think about that being... An artist being, even if you want to be a, a successful singer, songwriter, whatever, well, I'm not good at social media. Well, you know what? You're like a low post player. I'm great at dunking, blocking shots, filling up the lane. Oh, so good. You got to work. You got to work that outside game a little bit more if you want to make it to the league. 
So good. If you want to be a well-rounded player and make the league, if you want to be competitive in the league, let's describe it like that, Mm -hmm. then you need these other tools. Or it doesn't matter how good at dunking you are, the fact that you're seven foot four. Right. It's like there are other people that are going to be able to do that. And Kevin Garnett, take take a three-pointer. Dirk Nowitzki, take a three-pointer. Yeah. Or running back. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was 6'6", which is really tall in terms of the rest of the world. But in, <laughs> yeah. in NBA basketball, not. Right. Not even average. Smaller than average. Crazy. Smaller than average in terms of NBA, where I think maybe the average height is probably 6'8". I don't know. But they're tall. I mean, but 6'6 six, six is not... Is not in not imposing towering that is that is low percentile man like yeah. in terms of height just specific height one of the greatest players ever to play the game bar mm-hmm. none in that i don't think that's arguable and look at that but you have three pointers defense offense low post mm-hmm. and the nike freaking like the basketball logo is him right isn't that right. His? well yeah the air the air jordan Logo is him. The Air Jordan, yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's him. That's his silhouette. Think of NFL players. Like if you're a running back, it sure helps your marketability, your value in the league, if you can catch a pass. So you can, and you also know, you block. can catch block. If you can, you got to be able to block. No, I, I run the rock. Just hand me the rock. I run. Yeah. Yeah, but if you don't know how to block, you're not going to last in the league. They got to have pass pro. They got to have pass protection. Otherwise, every time you come in, they know it's not going to be a pass play. Yep. And therefore, the defense reacts and they're going to stuff you at the line. Yep. You got to be able to block. And if you can catch a pass out of the backfield, that majorly up, but uh, just hand me the ball. I run, I'm really good at that. Yeah. You're not going to make it in the league. You got to be good at some other stuff. Yeah. And, and how about this? I like, so you brought up football, and I remember. Sorry, this is probably a whole different episode. <laughs> Sorry. No, but no, but it's, but we're getting into like the minutia of it, which I which I really like, and I'm trying to. I can't remember the name of the. It's a safety. It was a huge famous safety from the Patriots, but I think pre Brady Patriots, maybe maybe the first few seasons of Brady, and I can't remember his name right now. But okay, if you're a safety, if you're backfield, then you are up against what you're doing is defending wide receivers that are coming out right. Yeah, and there's two things that wide receivers absolutely must have. Number one is the ability to catch a ball. You have to have hands, right, to, right, to catch yeah. it. And so typically safeties are wide receivers who don't have hands. Okay? Exactly. They the can catch second it thing you offense. have to have yeah. is speed. Mm-hmm. You have to be freaking fast because the faster that you can get downfield because those plays develop so quickly, the more yardage you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And if you can get faster downfield – and catch that ball, that's the difference between a touchdown and winning the game or not. Yeah. That's what makes your marquee value wide receivers. Well, this guy is, and I remember this, This it was a documentary, I think, on him, where, so he is already a million-dollar elite player in the NFL as a safety. He's a star safety. Was it like Ty and Law or something? Ty Law. Dude, yes, that's yes. it. Ty Law, and Uh, he's going to – okay, so who was the – just the Michael Jordan of track, female track? Was her Jackie Jackie Joyner? Yeah. Jackie Joyner-Kersey. He goes to her to do what? Learn how to run better. She (laughs) looked at him and she laughed like, oh, that's cute. He's he's a rock star. He is in the like the top 1% of the league and specifically of his – 
of what he does and but he's not done learning mm -hmm. and trying to do and she looked looked at the way that he runs and she's like that's cute like like we'd know this is not the way we run you, <laughs> you know? call that running yeah and so he had to retool the way he ran but was he having a problem no because he was on the search for excellence you know what mm -hmm. i mean it's that thing that's cool yeah, I mean, so I want you to think, uh, every you know, climbers, like about how success is negotiable for you. How negotiable is your success, right? In in, in terms of your artist career, your songwriting career, right? Does it mean that your song is no good after one rejection? It doesn't mean that your artist project is no good because it doesn't go viral. And this is this one just winds me up. Mm -hmm. So much. Does it mean that, you know, you quote unquote, can't find a good enough musician, like a, a guitar player or drummer that cares enough to emotionally invest in your project? <laughs> right. I mean, I, do you know how many times I get that? And let me tell you, it's like immediate tough love. Johnny comes <laughs> crushing down in his uncompassionate <laughs> voice of you got to be freaking kidding me. It's hard to find good musicians, blah, blah, blah. You live in a major metropolitan area. Mm hmm. And I found boatloads of musicians, including the guys that went on with me to create success in my band. I think J-Mo is the, the, the drummer is at the top of that. I mean, he's played with the Almond Brothers. He's played with freaking, I got pictures of him playing with Eric Clapton. Okay. Mm -hmm. He lived two and a half miles from my house in Delavan, Wisconsin. Yeah. 5,000 people. Right. And, and I, I, we went through boatloads of band members, drummers, guitar players, mm -hmm. different like we had singers when I was just doing the guitar. I mean, like when you are on the scene, man, the cream rises to the top. But everybody that's trying to be on the scene is all of a sudden becomes a parent. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Mm -hmm. And there are options, right, that present yep. themselves. So if that, if success is negotiable, then you're going to let your perception of a lack of talent in your area, which is if I can find it in Delavan and Lake Geneva and you can't find it in Philly or Colorado or <laughs> right. you know, Denver or Philly, 
right. or Baltimore, then man, that that is like I don't know what's worse: the fact that you believe that, or the fact that you also think it's okay to say that out loud. Yeah, come on, that must that there should be a that's a cringeworthy statement, right? Oh man, I I come from a town of ten thousand people, Batesville, Arkansas. Yeah, and who also happened to be from Batesville, Arkansas, graduated high school a year ahead of me that. Also, I happened to go to Razorback football camp with that we played on the football team together. Matt Dame. Nice. Matt, Matt Dame, who ended up becoming one of the top demo singers in Nashville for years and is currently the, the lead vocalist for the Steel Drivers, Grammy-winning bluegrass band. Yeah. Oh, even in our small town, there's aren't the only talent, but he's just he currently one of the biggest from our small little town. Yeah. We have Tim Kraft who lives in Strawberry right down the road who has played on the Opry and he's a multi-instrumentalist and played with all these people, mandolin and all this different stuff. And he still lives in freaking Strawberry, Arkansas. Yeah. Right down the road. Yeah. It's like people are around. It's, it's crazy. You'll be surprised. You know what I find? It's more like there's talent everywhere. It's, it's just finding, it's finding the right minded people that, and, and being a good option. Yeah. A lot of it is, it's a lot easier to find talent when you are talent. Yeah. And you, you'll attract talent. Or at least you're on the scene mm-hmm. trying to be talented. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to create relationships and they're going to recognize something that you have and you have to be out there. I mean, I think about Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like who's come out of Asheville, North Carolina? Warren Haynes mm-hmm. from the Allman Brothers and from Government Mule. David Wilcox. Oddly Freed, my one right. of my absolute favorite guitar players, mm-hmm. who was in Cry of Love. If you haven't heard the Cry of Love records, man, if you like rock and roll in any way, shape, or form, like go listen to the two, the first two, the only two Cry of Love records with with Oddly. There's two different singers on there, but mm-hmm. that was when he was in his Jimi Hendrix phase, man, and it was like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And now he's I mean, he's gone on to, to – he played with the Black Crows. He did an album mm. with the Black Crows. He is on that Black Crows live album with Jimmy Page at the Green mm-hmm. Theater, like which is an epic Black Crows album. He's now he, – him and his wife tour with with um, with uh, Sheryl Crow. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a monster. Dave Fowler comes out of Asheville, North Carolina. Travis Tidwell. Like, you know what? They're there, man. That's, a, that's yeah. not – Bigger than Delavan. Nashville's bigger than Delavan. Yes. Not Nashville, but Asheville. Asheville. But they're there if you want to find them. Yeah. I mean, David Wilcox came out of there. He's a very successful singer-songwriter, folky. Yeah. He's just amazing. So, yeah, yep. all kinds of people all over the place. So when you when you talk about like how non-negotiable success is, right, this, this brings it back to this sort of breakdown on failure, right, which is... 50% of people, therefore 50% of artists and songwriters will quit after what they deem to be their first failure, mm-hmm. whatever that is, right? And of course, the criteria for what each artist constitutes as a failure is completely subjective to each artist <laughs> and their fears and their self, what they view their self-worth to be and, mm-hmm. and how bad they want it, right? Right. I mean, for me, if I were to play backyard football, for me, a failure might be to, to lose a game or to throw a, an interception if I'm playing quarterback. Uh, for Tom Brady, a failure is not winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really matter how many, how many incompletes or whatever you throw in the process. Did I win the Super Bowl? Yeah. For me, it's like, oh, threw an incomplete pass. That landed in the dirt. I'm a failure. Yeah, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, best hitter of all time. Also, most strikeouts. <laughs> right. Yep. So what's a failure? Is it negotiable or non-negotiable? Mm-hmm. And therefore, moving on, 80% of artists are going to quit after what they deem to have 
to be their second failure. And 95% of artists are going to quit after their third failure. So if it's non-negotiable and you're willing to fail as often as it takes to get to where you need to go, you see how much the herd thins. Mm -hmm. For sure. You know you're going to fail, right? If you think that you're going to succeed at anything without a boatload of failure along the way, then you're bullshitting yourself and, and you're, or, or you're describing a business experience as like some kind of W2 employee at a super organized, massive company like McDonald's where the systems are literally, and I mean literally set up so that children can run the store. Kids. Mm -hmm. Kids run McDonald's stores. Yeah. They're owned by adults, but kids run them. Why? Because the <laughs> systems are so good. And everybody knows what they're supposed to do and nobody has to think about anything. Yeah. It's all there. Well, this is not the world we live in. And I'm not saying anything bad about this kind of work, but this is the opposite of any description of entrepreneurship in any industry. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. I almost forgot. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's right. If you're an artist or a songwriter, you're an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship is defined as creating a business on your own, right? Creating mm -hmm. money and cash flow from thin air. So if you've made $1, one penny, playing out as an artist then or from tips on a writer's night as a singer songwriter then you're an entrepreneur now mm -hmm. now it's just a level of how how successful your entrepreneurship will be yeah and, and entrepreneurship is also defined as creating something bigger than yourself which i think is what people are really trying to do and so it kind of brings me to my next point here so non-negotiable means you're willing to fail as often as it takes to find a path to being a successful artist, no matter what success means to you, as you define success. Artists, when, do, when artists do this, when songwriters do this, when entrepreneurs do this, they make money by accident doing what they're born to do. Mm. If your success is non-negotiable, you're going to make money by accident. And why do I mean by accident? Because you're so busy focused on trying to figure out what you need to learn from the last failure. All of a sudden, oh, Look at that. I just made some money. Wow. Yeah. Well, that worked. Yeah. We should do that again. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. It happens so often. And more importantly, regardless of how much money you think is required to become successful. And, and when I talk about money, it's not about the rich and famous thing. It's just money is a metric on success. Yeah. So to me, when we talk about Mark Maxwell and the Louisville Crashers up there, mm -hmm. the, maybe one of the world's greatest cover bands up there. All these guys have been through the system before and had record deals and all that. Now, they all own their own businesses. They all own their own businesses. They have families. Nobody wants to go out on tour and do the big artist thing, but yet they have this cover business that they built up to a half a million dollar a year thing that they just freaking enjoy doing. They have a huge road crew. It's been a decade since either one of them has set up one thing. <laughs> on stage nice they literally show up 15 minutes before showtime and everything's ready to go because they've got it down to a science and that's success to them and you know what they all enjoy hanging with each other and it's a half a million dollar business and that's their that's their vacation money that's what they do to go on vacation that's success right? and, the, and yeah. but they love it and so it doesn't matter but money is one metric that measures that success mm -hmm. and here's the other one Regardless of how much money you think is required to become successful, the people who are willing to fail as often as it takes, meaning the people whose success is non-negotiable to them, I believe that the other, I think the one metric that, especially when it comes to singers and songwriters and artists, that everybody has with the money in this pile over here, forget about the money for a second, is impact. 
Mm-hmm. They want impact. Yeah. They want impact. Whether you're at a writer's night and you sing that song and you just, people's jaws are on the floor and they're just like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Brent, when I talk to people about you and, and I'm discussing us in, in some circles or whatever, and they, they know your name, but maybe they don't know you mm-hmm. really well. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, he, he wrote Monday Morning Church for Alan Jackson. Like, oh, impact. Right. That is like yeah. one of those songs that songwriters love mm-hmm. as well as clearly the public. Yeah. The, the market. I think everybody's idea of success in some way, shape or form involves impact. You want to slay people with your live show. Mm-hmm. You want the video views and Spotify streams are a metric of impact. Virality is a measure of impact on a certain song. If you've got people... Um, that are if you've got the the tear your flesh from bones song and people are bawling out mm-hmm. in the audience when you sing it live that's impact yeah that's what we kind of get off on you know what i mean like when you're really mm-hmm. making it happen and so you want your songs to impact people you want your performances to impact people you want your records to impact people and if your idea of success doesn't involve rich and famous uh, i know it involves impact and so yeah if you want that if you want to be impactful success needs to be non-negotiable which means that you are going to do it until meaning that you're going to fail at doing it until mm-hmm. you find the path to success i mean i have failed so many times oh, <laughs> you know brother. there's that quote about michael jordan He's bringing him back up. It's like, you know, I've attempted this many game-winning shots that didn't go in. I've missed this many free throws or whatever. And because I failed so much, that's why I succeed. Because he's taken all those shots. And I was pitching some songs last night and was looking at my pitch catalog that I've been keeping forever. And it's in the thousands. Yeah. Are my cuts in the thousands? No. 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 <laughs> and so the the success rate on pitching the is pitch, just, the pitch to close ratio <laughs> oh, it's just so <laughs> horrific and and it's that way for any publishing company anybody who's doing it right if you're mm-hmm. if you're doing it you're you're failing and it's like you know what you just gotta look at it like well i'm not failing because it didn't get this song didn't get cut or these pitches are probably mathematically not going to turn into anything. I'm not failing because of that. I'm succeeding because I'm trying. Yeah. I succeed because I pitch, not because of a particular outcome. Now that doesn't mean that I can be sloppy with my pitching. I still hold myself to high standard. I want this to be a valid pitch that can solve somebody's problem that can, you know, all that kind of stuff, that stuff matters. But I have to look at and go, you know, I'm successful because I get a mark off, pitch on my right record access pitch thing that I'm trying to hit every day. I can mark off pitch. I did my job today and that's successful. I've had more number ones since I lost my first publishing deal than I did before. Isn't that strange? Like it's so interesting with what an interesting statistic. I mean, that is, and then you figured out through a roundabout way, right? Like Mm -hmm. how to, because I know this about you, Brent, your success was non-negotiable as a songwriter. And so you had to regroup there. You started having a family. You started mm-hmm. having to you know, take care of the family. There, there were some other priorities that came into it. Yeah. Got you off the path a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you came back around, but it wasn't through the front door, man. It was through right. like the back. Like, I think you came in like through the basement and up the back <laughs> stairs or something. Yeah. But, but here you are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
right back at it and and right back like the relationships are rejuvenated. You've done a boatload of work to make that happen and figured out how to create uh, and take care of your family a- along the way. That's non-negotiable. There's yeah. a way to do it. The, and that's like, can anybody else do exactly what you did? Probably not. They're going to do their, exactly own, that way. their own way. Yeah. They're going to make yeah. their own chart, their own path. But that's the thing. And yeah, my biggest failure, I guess we call it that is when I had to get out of the business for a while and I lost another publishing deal. The investor just went, got out of the business. We had kids. My wife was done. So with you it. lost a publishing deal through no fault of your own. They ran out of money. Well, I mean, I guess you could say if I'd gotten more cuts, I can't, I can't put that all on anybody else. Like, yeah, if I got more cuts, if it'd been making money. Yeah. So I own part of that for sure. Okay. Because I want to learn from that. Not just, you know, remember if you're a victim, you never have to change and get better. So mm-hmm. I'm, I wasn't a victim in that, but nor was on the fact that my wife was done with it because I, you know, I wasn't a great husband at at times because of music, and had to get out of the business for a while and go do a day job, do a sales thing, and then had to recalibrate and, like you said, come back in, sneak through the basement, the cellar window, or something into it, but in a way that brought my family along with me and mm-hmm. have a better marriage now. Yeah, I'm a better husband, and have had some of my best success since sneaking back in and so was it a failure well it was a chance to begin again more wisely yeah yeah it it definitely felt like a failure and i think it was in a lot of ways yes it was a failure okay well i failed that doesn't mean i'm a failure get back up and get back in it there's a difference between failing and being a failure there, there, that's, that's a good point right there. There's a difference between failing and being a failure. I mean, I think a lot of people, a, a lot of like on the, maybe people who tend to be envious or something like that in, in terms of situations like this would think, well, it's easy to make it non-negotiable when right out of the box before you even had a pub deal, you get a top, top five hit with mm-hmm. Alan Jackson, with one of country music's biggest stars. But that's not the case at all. No, <laughs> no you know, in fact, in fact, in fact, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's more weight on it because now you're like, well, how am I going to do that again? Right. And then all of a sudden the cash flow is significantly different that, than having a top five, unless you can have another one right behind it and another mm-hmm. one and another yeah. one and another one and another one. You know what I mean? And that, and it doesn't always happen like that. So I think it's, it has um, its own set of landmines for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different set of landmines, you know? So that's huge, man. But that's what I want to talk about. Just like non-negotiable. Like, is it, is your success non-negotiable? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm hell bent on, on re-architecting pipeline, a, a framework for breaking artists digitally. Mm-hmm. Right. And every year we get another chance with more money mm-hmm. and and we have all kinds of little wins along the way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're putting this together. But every year we get people have a little bit more faith in us mm-hmm. and we're, we're trying to do that. But, man, I can, straight up, I'm a killer sales guy. I could be making seven figures over the last 12 years. Yeah. Doing anything else but this. <laughs> yeah. But it's non-negotiable. Mm hmm. Uh, there's an itch I want to scratch. I got something I got to prove to myself. Mm-hmm. I know I can figure this out. And that'll be, that'll be the dent in the universe that I'm going to leave. That's going to be it. And if people are all of a sudden, it's going to be the game changer. It's like money ball for the music industry. Yeah. And 
it's non-negotiable no matter how many times I've, God, there's been times too where it's like, this did not need to happen right now. <laughs> not right now. Yeah. But if it's non-negotiable, you figure out a way through. Mm. So anyway, that's it, guys. So that takes us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Make sure that you follow the podcast, join the climb community, leave a rating and review on iTunes, and tell a friend about it. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.